everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are very excited today to have another one of our hall stars here. This is one of our favorite guests that we've had with us many times. We have Catherine Disher. He's here on the podcast. And Catherine, thank you so much for coming on. Hi, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. And I don't know if you realize, but now you have been on our show six times. That makes you the most a frequent guest uh, actress. There's only one other person who's been on our show six times. That is writer Nina Wyman. So the two of you are the queens of our podcast. (laughs) Well, I'm flattered. Thank you for having me from my bedroom studio. (laughs) We're still locked down up here in Ontario, going in the right direction, but locked down. So I'm, uh, I'm doing a lot of work in my home studio. How are you there? Are you out and about? Is everything we're pretty open. I mean, we, we were lucky here in Utah uh, compared to some other places. It, the numbers were never as bad here as they were some other places. And so we've had, you know what? Uh, I'm realizing that luck has very little to do with it. It's about following public health yeah. measures and uh, you know, we're all sort of responsible I mean, yeah. individually and as a group to each other. So yeah. uh, it's probably because people in Utah have been very responsible about you know, socially distancing and wearing masks. I think I'm going to continue wearing masks mm. beyond this. I mean, there was no flu season here. I don't know about there. Yeah. And there's so it's many true. Asian countries where they've been wearing masks for years. So um, I, you know, I think on public transit and in crowded places, if you have to go to a hospital for some sort of test, I would wear a mask mm-hmm. in the future. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I went to Japan in 2005 and remember seeing a lot of people wearing masks uh like on the subway yeah. and things like that uh it's uh, other places it's it's pretty common and, yeah and i, I yeah. see sort of asian immigrants who moved to canada have, in the past before covid would would wear masks you know um if they were biking or uh which makes sense right you're not getting car fumes in your face and mm-hmm. um and just uh, in the winter time sometimes so it's they bring their yeah. their those practices from the countries that they they have uh they have immigrated from so um mm-hmm. anyway i just think it's a you know sounds practical to me and no one yeah. up here is going to make a fuss if i wear a mask in a you know in a public situation after the pandemic has died down so yeah anyway enough about that well sort of but uh, how how has this quarantine everything been for you as what's that experience been like for you well um you know, my, my son sort of moved back when quarantine happened mm-hmm. last year and or began the first round of quarantine began. And so we have enough space in our house that we have sort of he has a, uh, you know, there's a, a big sort of rec room in the basement that feels like it's above ground. It's not really a basement. And so we have lots of personal space, which is good. And uh, he does voice work as well. He's in university. And so he's finishing a degree and it's all been online and he does voice work as well. So I have it finally, finally, I used to be uh, head of the, I, I founded and was head of the, the voice committee at uh, Actra Toronto, which is our actors union here in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And for years, I've sort of arranged workshops for people on how to set up your own home studio and never did it myself. And so last year, I was sort of compelled to go out and buy this snazzy microphone and, you know, an, uh, the audience ID for this sort of uh, interface for my computer and 
fancy headphones and this sort of weird cobra hood thing that fits over my mic that dulls the sound. So mm. I, I have a like a complete setup and I was able to continue doing cartoons from home and commercial stuff. And my son was too. And I, I sort of have clothing to soundproof my bedroom. I have clothing hung by hangers and all the moldings around the room. So uh, my only problem is that uh, if the neighbors next door are playing basketball outside, I have to run out and say, hello, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to work from home. Could you possibly not do that for about 45 minutes? So that's about it. So it's, it's been actually, so that work why, and also, you know, we went back to work. We shot a whole season of Good Witch starting last mm -hmm. October, which was, um, I was very nervous to go back, I have to admit, but we, um, we were being tested uh, four times a week and we all wore masks. And I think the, the testing, you know, over the course of the six months that we shot over, because it was sort of a longer season, we went over Christmas and came back and, mm -hmm. And of course, the American cast members had to quarantine again. They had to factor that time in again. And uh, so in all that time, I think they picked up just a couple of cases through the testing, but there was no onset transmission. So it, was, it felt like a very safe environment. In fact, I felt safer on set after a while than I felt anywhere else, except for my bedroom mm -hmm. at home. Yeah, I know a lot of voice actors uh, record in their closets because I, <laughs> I talked to a lot because it... it dulls the sound and 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 it keeps i've i've talked to a number of them that have a little set up in their closets <laughs> well you know you, you'd be my problem is i've got a window right in front of my bedroom right in front of my setup so you know one day for instance the tree cutting guys showed up across the street as i was trying to record and i had to kind of go uh and it's on my it's on my desktop so i can't actually go in a closet but i do a cartoon mm -hmm. with another actress and they put us both on the same lines we're in each other's headphones and she's in her closet in a condo, which, you know, you have to, you, ideally, you'd have a place that has no windows so you can control any outside right. noise. Um, but yeah, she's always in her closet and kind of bumping into things and things falling on her. And it's pretty funny to listen to. So are you back recording in studio at all or are you nope, still we're doing this at home? Yeah. It's all at home. I mean, we're, as I said, we're still in lockdown here in Ontario. But I think the truth of the matter is, that I, you know, we've had auditions all year, self-tape uh, or on Zoom. You know, there have been Zoom audition sessions. And um, I've started a couple of new cartoons and they've, it's all done. Um, it's all done at home. So everybody's at home. The producers are at home. I think the only person in the studio is the engineer. And a lot of these engineers actually have a setup at home. So they're at home too. And we're just all connected through Source Connect or one of the other, uh, you know, pieces of software that can do that. So I don't yeah. know if people are going to, you know, I don't know whether it's less expensive for the company to do it this way, or um, I don't know how, if this will continue, honestly. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's really exciting to be an animation fan right now because the, the, just the, this year is just such a great year for animation already. And it, the, the films that have come out, they, uh, they all have had at the end say that, you know, this was completed at home all the the animators are at home the, really you know, oh that's oh, yeah. interesting yeah. yeah like if you watch raya and the last dragon or uh or mitchell's versus the machines some of these new films uh they the, yeah they have that at the end and and because it's it was the, one of the only uh art forms that was practically unabated you know could go on uh at it without 
uh, any problem during the pandemic. So I think that's what's going to make this a very prolific year as far as animation goes. And of course, you know, the, that, that includes shows and films, of course. Uh, but um, yeah, it's exciting. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, we reached the sort of point in all this technology that it's cheap enough that people can have their own versions of it at home. Yeah. It doesn't have to be some a big expensive setup, you know, in a studio building. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I know. And it's, um, it's really easy. <laughs> it's really mm-hmm. easy to roll out of bed and warm up a little and then go, you know, although I, so there have been times when I haven't been quick enough to turn my camera off. So I, I now put a towel over my camera just in case I'm... <laughs> And I've had I've had some cartoons where they said, "Yeah, we really want to be on Zoom," and they want to see. I said, "Yeah, no, I'm uh, I've got my you know they they want GarageBand backup for me to record myself backup while they're doing it, and we're on Source Connect via the interface, mm-hmm. and I've got my iPad I'm using for my script." And I, they said, "Well, you could put Zoom in your phone." I said, "Yeah, that's one layer of technology too many for me. <laughs> I'm just at my limit right now." <laughs> yeah, I know. I always. I, even if I'm just doing an audio interview, I always make sure I'm not in my pajamas because just in case, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. Uh, last time we talked to you, it was with, towards the beginning of the pandemic and, and you and your son were doing a lot of cooking and baking. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did well, that continue? <laughs> I go in spurts. I get to the <laughs> point where, you know, he's not very confident about cooking. So if he, if he cooks, he wants to do it with me. And there are just times when I'm like, I can't, I don't want to cook anymore. I just, yeah. so a lot of, a lot of Uber eats, we've been ordering out quite a bit and uh-huh. you know, we've got to tone that down. Um, but uh, especially when I discovered that, yes, in fact, you can get Starbucks, you can order Starbucks to your house. That yeah. was a, that was a watershed moment. So uh, yeah, I think I'm like a lot of people really got to cut back on that now. And um, yeah, yeah. I'd go out and pick up. I, I don't worry too much. I'm going to a restaurant and picking up. It's just the convenience. You get used to the convenience of yeah. never leaving your house. Um, yeah. It's kind of scary. Like that, that it's like, when am I going to get used to being with people again with you, other humans? <laughs> yeah, I have to say, you know, the weird thing was, you know, from last March until October before we started to shoot, it was six months of, you know, be careful. You have to be careful with other people. And it's all about yeah. staying away from other people. And all of a sudden it was like, and now you're going to go back to work with 60 people on a set and you're right. going to take your mask off, of course, because although there were a couple of times I was the worst one, I think about entering a scene with my mask on and then having to go cut and I, said, and I was like what what did I do and they're like your mask I said oh no <laughs> so um but yeah that was a difficult in the first couple of days it was very I had a lot of anxiety about yeah. being in a room with people and it dissipated very quickly because they were all abiding by the rules and after a couple of months and this is before the variants were sort of rampaging around too. We finished in February. Mm. Um, and so, uh, but again, the film industry has been able to keep going here because everyone has been so meticulous about testing and about trying to maintain social distancing and all these new rules and, you know, one person in the makeup trailer at a time. And uh, so there's all, all the stuff that they're mm-hmm. doing to mitigate the risk. And they've really done a fantastic job up here. So that's why, you know, the film industry has been one of those few industries that uh, 
government has just completely left alone in terms of public health health measures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it seems like all the various Hallmark properties have done an incredible job uh, with all the COVID restrictions and everything like that. Oh, there our producers yeah. were fantastic. They were just mm-hmm. great. And the studio where we shot, they were I mean, everyone was being super duper careful. And and all the everybody was complying, you know, there was nobody who was sort of, you know, sort of flouting the rules or anything on our show. Everyone was extremely cooperative and and it felt good. I, I look back on it now and think, what would I have done if I hadn't been able to go to work? I would have spent the winter inside. Um you know, my son and I, and um, it, uh, it it would have been, I think I would have gone insane. But the fact is, I went out, even though I thought yeah. it was driving me insane to go out, it was actually right. keeping me sane. Yeah. Yeah, it's been uh, someone who was pretty much inside the whole winter. It was it was an adventure. I mean, thankfully, oh. I have the podcast, but still, it's, it's not... It's, it's not quite the same. We just started now uh, doing film critic screenings again. Uh, we've had two or three and uh, it's, it's just like, Oh, my friends, I'm so happy to see you. <laughs> or I'm vaccinated you. now, you know? And, <laughs> oh, you've uh, actually gone out. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been vaccinated since the, the 30, I got the um, second dose, the 31st of March. So. Right. Well, you guys are awash in vaccine. Our, our rules about we have a four month, they're, they're waiting four months between doses up here. So for instance, I've had a first oh. dose, but it's, it's because of supply. It has nothing really to do with um, health measures other than their, their, their priority was to get as many people a first dose as possible. And the first doses have proved remarkably effective. You know, the UK, we sort of followed the UK's model mm-hmm. and it's really worked very well for them over there. So I, we're, you know, we're getting more and more vaccine here. And I think probably by June or July, I'll be able to get my second dose. Yeah, it's, I mean, I know that it's not a like perfect vaccine in the sense of like, you can still, you could still get COVID, but it certainly, it, it helps a lot. So, yeah, and it's 100% yeah. effective against death and hospitalization, which right. is, you know, the key right (laughs) i think so i'm good with that yeah me too (laughs) we'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode and that is the hallmarkies patreon do you love hallmarkies podcast do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks now is the time to become a patron of hallmarkies podcast By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. So how do you feel about how, as a whole, how season seven uh, kind of turned out? How do you feel about the I think it was the best season we've ever had, honestly. It was, um, yeah, it was uh, a lot happening and, and and it felt like it, it really felt like it flew by. Um, 
And as I said, we shot from October until Christmas. And then we, we uh, had a hiatus for about a month. And then we had to, you know, put in an extra couple of weeks for the American cast members who are, and the Canadians who live in LA who came back and had to quarantine again. That was mm-hmm. hard for them for a second time. And then we shot until the end of February. And um, it was, uh, it, it was, it was really fun. Like it was, it was great to see people and be around people. And, um, you know, now of course I go to the dog park and I've, all my old phobias have come back, <laughs> like, you know, stay away <laughs> 12 feet away at <laughs> the dog park. But uh, it was, uh, it went really, really well. And, um, and every, and partly because, you know, everyone was very aware of the, the health restrictions. And so they didn't want to do overtime and they wanted to, be as efficient as possible so it was possibly our most efficient shooting season i've i can remember and things just seemed to whip by it was great i i prefer you know i'm not a 20 take person i i kind of get worse as the takes go on i might screw up take number one but i'm you know take number two is where i'm that's my sweet spot by the time i get to take five i start to get worse so this was really great in terms of you know, moving uh, decisively and swiftly through a shooting day. So all in all, I thought it was, um, I thought it was great. And we had, because of, uh, you know, maybe because of quarantine, because we started a bit later, the, uh, we had a bunch of scripts finished before we started shooting. And so not, you know, to not be getting scripts the day before, as sometimes happens when you're shooting um, and totally understandably, this was great. You said we got to look ahead and work ahead. Mm. It was it was all very smooth, I have to say. That's great. Uh, so uh, since you started later, we normally get a uh, a Halloween episode slash movie. I know. Uh, and I was wondering if are we going to get a, anything Christmassy with Middleton? Um. <clears throat> We generally a... don't celebrate Christmas in Middleton, or if we do, we do it off screen. I, uh, to be honest, I can't remember. I, I do have a bit of pandemic brain, I will say. <laughs> uh, I was um, very good at memorizing my lines. That's always easy for me. If you asked me the next day, I couldn't tell you what they were. <laughs> and I don't have a huge memory about um, about stuff like that. I don't, oh. but you know, as a general rule, Halloween is the one holiday that we uh we tend to celebrate and unfortunately you're right because we we couldn't start in august we couldn't get everything together properly to pandemically shoot until october so yeah i know Mm -hmm. i missed the halloween episodes yeah i would i mean they did do a movie christmas movie way back uh where yes when cassie got married the first time yeah Uh, yeah that was that was an anomaly that was mm -hmm. um but that was beautiful. I remember the shoot and everything and the Christmas, the little white lights and the horse-drawn mm-hmm. carriage. That was very pretty. There is something to yeah. be said for shooting in the wintertime. Yeah. I mean, I just think it would be really fun to see Middleton and Grey House, you know, Christmas, Christmas-fied. That would be nice. Well, yeah. you know, I never say never. I have no idea what, what's in store. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, so Martha's going to be a grandma and, and that seems very exciting. And that must be a must have been a fun uh path to take the character on that was fun i you know reminded me of when my son was born my mother couldn't decide what she wanted to be called and it would change daily she'd say call me gogo no 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 uh call me momo no 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 and i finally said after about a couple of months i said look 
if you don't decide on something soon, you're going to be grandma. She was like, no, 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 I don't want to be grandma. <laughs> so, but she ended up being grandma because she just couldn't decide. Um, but yeah, I think Martha is just, Martha just loves that. Uh, grandmama, of course, not just grandma. Mm -hmm. And um, I, you know, it's, it's so much fun working with the actress who plays Claire, who plays uh, Martha's daughter, because, uh -huh. and she told me the story again, that when she'd come into audition, they said, you know, you're, he married, uh, her son married someone just like his mother. So they so she had watched the show and she, so when I first did scenes with her, she was using her hands a lot. And I thought, huh, <laughs> I don't do that in real life. I only use my hands like that as Martha. And so, oh, really? yeah. So I sort of went, huh, I don't think two of us can do this in a scene at the same time. So I, there, there are scenes where I'd watch her do it and I just, Martha would be a bit more laid back because I thought, uh, is that what I look like? Oh, okay. Um, she did a very good job. She's got a lot of great energy, and yeah. um, that was that. That was fun shooting that scenes because uh, there's a flashback in that episode um, to when Cassie was pregnant with Grace, and so oh. that's kind of fun. The juxtaposition. Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah, I just in the premiere, I enjoyed that whole dynamic of you and Tom going nuts uh, dealing with Claire. Uh, in the bell <laughs> oh my gosh that's right that was in the premiere yeah that would that would drive me crazy that would uh, actually um she she was kind of needy kind of yeah. hormonally excited and very needy yeah well I mean <laughs> I thought that it was kind of underhanded of Cassie to give you the bell to begin with like what, what was she trying to test you <laughs> It's true. Yeah. <laughs> At first it was a lovely little noise. Um, but after a while, even a lovely noise can be grating. Yeah, definitely. So we have to ask, would you eat a Tinsdale on toast? You know, I thought about that. I, I, I'm not opposed to sauerkraut. I mean, I, I love sauerkraut on hot dogs, sauerkraut and mustard. Right. Yeah. I have never actually tried um, a tuna a, a Tinsdale on toast because it's tuna and sauerkraut. Yeah. And uh, I just, you know what? I don't know if anyone's tried it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd well, be interested we, to hear. <laughs> yeah. When we're thinking about it, uh, because I mean, we have pickles in tuna all the time. That's true. Uh, but don't people usually use sweet pickles in tuna? Yeah. People usually use sweet. And so, and, and having to be a tuna melt. I feel like that's a lot of soft on soft. Yeah. You know what? You want something, you want a hard base, you know, you want it mm -hmm. to be very toasty on the base. Uh, I'm not fond personally of hot sandwiches because I don't like what it does to the bread. Oh yeah. I'm just going to come out and say that. <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> you might lose some <laughs> listeners, but I'm sorry. I have to take a stand. Yeah. I don't know how they came up with that. I'd be curious to know how they're, writers decided on that it's almost like they thought of the worst combination that they could think of in diner food and put it together <laughs> i think there's mustard on there too and some kind of cheese it's a melt so yeah, it's a melt ah! <laughs> uh, so uh so we have a lot of new uh loves happening this season it seems like at least by the trailer it's and, true yeah so that must have been kind of fun 
Uh, very the, fun i don't know how how far when will this air i'm not even sure how how far the season will have gotten by the time that this podcast yeah, i think airs. this will air in june uh the probably this first or second monday of june oh okay yeah. um so quite a quite a bit into the the season then yeah yeah there's a lot of um you know uh stephanie and uh and i forget her french teacher's name uh, oh, french teacher oh dear yes so um there's that sort of meet cute that happens and uh and joy and zoe are also on there in sort of a meet cute mm-hmm. way and yeah there's lots of different stuff i mean you know will stephanie and adam end up together that's one of the questions of the season and um you know and uh, donovan and abigail's lengthy engagement now yeah <laughs> yeah well speaking of that uh are we going to see more of you and Dottie kind of uh yeah, yeah i think you yeah, i'm trying to remember i think you see us going at it quite a bit this season mm-hmm. and there's a lot more of tom this season which is nice Ooh. um because of our grand you know our, our our grandchild being born and um and uh, it's just nice to i always like it when you know in past years when martha didn't have a date to large events it was where's tom i don't know (laughs) yeah Uh, but it's it's always fun working with paul miller who plays tom he's sort of the the quintessential sort of morally upright good guy small town good guy you know yeah and he really is like that in real life too not a small town good guy but he's just a very yeah he is you know he is what he appears to be even in real life well i really liked that plot last year with uh the the whole thing where he runs against against you and oh that's right uh, yeah. yeah that was good Yeah, he doesn't antagonize me as much this season <laughs> which is good for his health yeah um <laughs> Yeah, and it you know we we sort of um, we lost the location that we had been using for the interiors of our our new house, and so we kept using it for the exteriors. But we ended up having to find a new place, this massive, amazing sort of beautiful um, you know hundred and fifty year old house in the uh, in the middle of the woods, about an hour and a half from Toronto. It was. Um, gorgeous location that kind of it, it served as a location for a lot of different interiors but uh it's a very fancy house in the inside mm. i know very fancy I'm, yeah. I'm just shocked i feel like are we still in middleton it's so fancy <laughs> yeah it's not it might be in blairsville oh god no never <laughs> blairsville yeah, i know right. i miss it's almost like a drinking game i miss screeching blairsville <laughs> They don't write that for me so much anymore. I know, because of Donovan, probably. I know, I know. But every once in a while, I try to sneak it in. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's a director who hasn't worked with us before, they always look at me like, why are you doing that? <laughs> I can't help myself. It's just, it's like a, it's like a red flag to a bull. Yeah. So I guess we also seems like get to know George a little better this season. I yeah, I guess about. he's, he's, he's also got, you know, a little relationship happening yeah i'm excited about that that'll be fun i know i wonder do fans wonder what happened to his wife right (laughs) i always wonder about that it was a long time ago but you know yeah 
No, I mean, we have talked about it before on the podcast. <laughs> like, where's Gwen? I know, yeah. no one mentions it anymore. <laughs> I sort of wondered if it might just pop up in one line. Well, you know, after Gwen left me to go live in Arizona full time or whatever it was, you know. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but that never happened. So um, for all we know, George, you know, could be heading towards bigamy. I have no idea. Yeah. But it was yeah. nice that he has some companionship this season, too. That was that was great. It shows you at any age, you know, right. romance at any age is possible and something that you can look forward to and enjoy. It doesn't have to be, you know, two people in their 20s. Right. Well, that's one good thing always about Good Witch is you'd had everything from you'd had everything from Bailey to, uh, to you know, to the whole gamut. So. Yes, and I, I should, yeah. I'm going to tease that Bailey makes a little appearance this season, which is lovely. Ooh. It was so nice to see. Yes. Oh, that's exciting. <clears throat> uh, so they have a movie in the park and it's Grease. Yes. And so I wanted to know what classic movie would you pick to watch in a crowd like that? Huh. That's interesting. Um well, I don't know if I'd watch anything in a crowd right now, but ah, but in general, <laughs> what would I pick? Yeah. You know, um, that's a very good question. Because of course, Greece, everyone got to jump up and dance, and it was um that was uh that was sort of fun to see and to be outside with. I don't know. I, I as a person, for me personally, I don't really think I'd like to watch movies outside. Number mm -hmm. one, the number of bugs that get attracted to a big white screen That's that true. is emitting light. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was like something out of a horror movie when they uh -huh. weren't actually playing, you know, something on the screen and they turned it off and it was just this big white screen covered in bugs. So that uh, I, I'm having trouble just imagining getting past that. I don't know. Oh, That's yeah. very interesting. Gosh. What would when I, I was in college they did a movie on the lawn and it was wait until dark with audrey hepburn oh. and and that was such a fun uh fun experience and fun movie because there's a very iconic jump scare in wait until dark right and just the like being a part of that as a whole crowd and everybody else you know kind of thing in the dark yeah, yeah no that yeah, would that, that would fun. be cool i was trying to think what other movies would be sort of well placed to be outside i also think that jurassic park i was really just good. gonna say that you know because you know they're outside and it's uh they're they're always outside kind of in the jungle and any of those jurassic park movies that's true mm -hmm. that would be a good thing to do too you'd be thinking you'd be waiting for something to come out of the woods right next to the projector right <laughs> yeah so uh, it seems like this season is embracing magic more. And, yes, uh, that's that seems to be fun. Like we have the the bags of dirt and and uh, I mean and even last season we saw it more with like the curse being something that was like tangible. That yes, like Abigail could walk at you know times things like that that we like it's more than just intuition yes no i think i think you're right about this that that magic is much more more overt this season and it's mm -hmm. partly because you now have the sort of three you have joy uh abigail and cassie you know three merowicks mm -hmm. and i think that that um there's something about that number of three and right. um maybe it'll be <laughs> maybe they'll change the name of the show to good witches i have no idea <laughs> but um yes so much more magic 
and uh, I, you know, I feel I feel so left out. I would think yeah. Martha identifies so closely with Cassie now, and sort of being one of the family that she's kind of hoping that some long distant Merowick relative will turn up in her family tree. But do you think that Martha would handle magic well? No, I think what would happen is that Martha would think that she had magic, but actually didn't. So, you know, one coincidental thinking that the phone is going to ring and then it does would be enough to send Martha off to go buy a wand and, and a cauldron and figure that she too had magical that powers. That would be funny. I mean, you wouldn't want her to get like mad with power. <laughs> no, exactly. I, you know, you'd have to assume that Martha would maybe overstep <laughs> and yeah. then learn a lesson and get drawn back in. But uh you know yes accidentally turn people into frogs now martha i don't think she could be trusted really it's like giving a six-year-old magical powers yeah uh, so why do you think that good witch has lasted as long as it has what do you what do you think makes it work you know i think a lot of it has to do with uh the idea of living in a sort of a bucolic small town Mm -hmm. I, I think especially, you know, it especially kind of rings true now during the pandemic, the sense that you're in a place where everyone supports each other and that it's, uh, it's, it's slightly maybe slower pace of life and relationships really matter. And when, when somebody new comes to town, everyone is eager to meet them. Everyone loves the thought of, you know, new people. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think there's that. I think I don't know what it is about the show. It's sort of, it's, it's greater than the sum of its parts in a weird way. It's, it makes you feel good. You know, it yeah. makes you feel, um, I, I, I was watching something the other night and it's a new series called Gangs of London, which is probably, it, it was, it's a British series, but it's now been picked up by AMC. And it's, it's probably the most violent thing I have ever seen on television. And I, I can sort of watch an episode here and there. I can't watch more than one at a time. Yeah. And all I could think of was, I just want to go and turn on the Good Witch. You know, I don't want zombies. I don't want vampires. I, I don't want, you know, gang violence and crime. I just want to see people. I don't know. There's something, you know, really magical about just the feeling that everyone mm -hmm. gets. And also the fact that Cassie is there. Her magic is really about bringing out the best in people. And it's a very positive message. And, um, you know, and I try to bring some humor and there is humor written into the show. So I, mm -hmm. I you know, I think it's, it's, it's a combination of all those things. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think like, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It just has fun. And, uh, and I, uh, I, you know, I like seeing the little stories of the couples that Cassie brings together. Uh, yeah they're always little you know it's 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 the little minutiae of people's lives mm -hmm. and uh and they can be it can they can be very heartfelt and i think um and as i said again middleton i always think it's weird when we when we leave middleton to go and do something uh like last season when we went to chicago i, I think it all felt weird for us we were like what are we doing <laughs> yeah that we're was not a, in our natural that, habitat that was an interesting episode that chicago episode i got I it felt kind of out of nowhere, but uh, especially because all of a sudden Donna was a new character, and we're like, "Where did she come from?" Uh, it, right. It, it seemed like almost like they had missed an episode because Carter was gone all of a sudden, and then Donna was here, and right. yeah, it was it was 
I liked I liked the little uh, sort of treasure hunting kind of things that that you know trying to follow all the paths and when when so and so got hot dogs and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, and, and that was fun. But it was it was definitely a different episode. It did feel really weird shooting in downtown Toronto. Mm-hmm. We haven't done that, or I haven't done that with this show <clears throat> at all. I don't think in the last mm-hmm. um, you know fourteen years, movies and series. So that did feel a bit odd. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's. I think people, you know, you get used to seeing these people in Middleton, and it's kind of hard right. sometimes to see them. It's as though the outside world doesn't really exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what is your favorite part of playing Martha? Oh, gosh. You know, for little moments, I, I deeply enjoyed sharing those community meetings and being kind oh, of yeah. rude to people. I, I really deeply. And I also like, I like, um, I like it when Martha can sort of preside over special events or weddings. That's always fun. Um, I sort of associate it with places. Like I deeply enjoy being in my office and behind my desk and letting Martha exert what little power she actually has. Mm-hmm. So I actually like all those things. What do I like most about Martha? I mean, I, as, a, as an actor, frankly, I like finding the humor and trying to yeah. see how far I can go before, you know, a producer tells me not to or interpreting something, you know, in a way that they hadn't thought of, but that Martha would do. So, um, and I, and I, I do like Martha learning lessons. That's the other thing I like. I, I love the fact that she, Cassie is, she wants to be a better person and Cassie has to sort of remind her every now and again um and i like the fact that she's kind of the energizer she comes into a scene and she's the one who moves the plot along if there are you know things happening in the town or she's kind of a a a, a plot extender and i enjoy that part of it too yeah yeah i mean it's really interesting because if you go back to the movies she was an antagonist yeah especially in the first two or three movies um and then i sort of got nice i remember saying to the producers at the time when she started to become nice, I said, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to play this more than this becoming nice. And they said, well, you know, the character's growing. And I said, no, no, I get that. I get that. It's just that. Um, I, so that's why I like, I like scenes with Martha's Tom, because she's very different with Tom. Mm-hmm. And But, I, you know, I also like scenes when Tom's not there, when she can sort of let her freak flag fly a bit and be a bit more difficult. I, yeah. I enjoy that, too. Well, and I think she just knows that the way that she has envisioned is the best way so why doesn't everyone else just agree with her yes no exactly exactly and i you know (laughs) whatever going through her head comes out of her mouth so i enjoy that Mm -hmm. too yeah 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 it's kind of similar on um one calls the heart they have a character rosemary who is just sort of is surprised when anybody disagrees with her like oh okay it's you know it's a it's a i'm not gonna say a stock character but it's a very familiar character especially in small towns that's the other thing about small towns i think small towns are much more uh accepting of all of their um idiosyncratic yeah their citizens you know there's not a lot of judgment because you have to live with these people every day it's not like a big city where you don't see your neighbors you know Mm -hmm. basically um in this in Middleton you have to see everyone and interact with everyone so you can't just write people off and I think that's the other thing about small town life they don't just write people off they kind of embrace people who are different and and Mm -hmm. uh, a bit loony and I I appreciate that yeah yeah 
Well, very good. You answered all of the questions that I have. Woof. <laughs> Woof. Great job. Well, we're really excited about the season and excited to be covering it. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's got a, a really good cast and it seems like uh, it would be, even with the COVID drama, a, a pretty fun group to come to work with every oh every yeah and i think you know i think you're going to find a lot a lot of stuff seems to happen this season mm-hmm. it's sort of plot it's packed plot wise and uh and it it really moves along it's um in some in some ways it's uh it's a very different season so it's uh it's interesting yeah. i think in, in a lot of good ways too that's good yeah we're excited to have vincent back because we really yes. liked him and his character he does come back he's a great guy Mm-hmm. yeah we he was one of our favorite characters last oh, season really? so, yeah oh, we okay. really liked it we were we were we were kind of team vincent over team adam to be honest <laughs> yeah not such a nice guy he's such I a know. good dancer i don't know I mean, oh yeah oh yeah he and uh he and mark ben david who plays uh donovan wow the two of them really good dancers who knew yeah yeah, I just sort of, you know, stand there and see if I can just move my upper body. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, they were, they really went at it. They were, uh, they were great. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking with us again, sixth time. It's Not at record. all. You're welcome in my bedroom anytime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, very good. Uh, and uh, people are listening. Let us know what you think of all the different things that we talked about. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And uh, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. And make sure you're following the podcast, The Hallmarkies Pod, and Hallmarkies Podcast, all over social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give this uh, video a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. We appreciate that so much. And we also have our patron group and merch store. Check that out. We have goodies, merch uh inspired merch over there so check that out and thank you so much Catherine. this was so much fun oh and, uh, my we'll pleasure we'll have to do number seven uh the uh, towards the end of the season that would be fun absolutely my pleasure and i hope everyone enjoys the season as much as we did shooting it that's great i'm sure we will okay right, bye bye everyone bye.